Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of PLP Talks, where we have interesting conversations with people that we know in the bike industry. And today's guest is the Randy from Randy Joe Fabrications. You might be familiar with some of her bags. We've reviewed it on the channel. She makes a really cool stem bag called the Bartender, as well as a bag called the Mutt, which works with those adventure cages that you put on your forks. And she also makes caps for Rivendell. So you might be wearing one of her products on your head as we speak. But one thing you probably didn't know is that she makes all these things from the small town of Elkton, Oregon. We're talking tiny here, like less than 200 people. In this episode, we talk about how her business has changed over the years and how a company like hers, which is based in a small town, has developed such a wide reach in the bike industry. She's made products for Rivendell, for Paul. Randy was fun to interview, and I think you guys will enjoy this episode. And like all episodes of PLP Talks and actually all the things that we create on the YouTube channel, it's supported by listeners and viewers like you. So if you love content like this, be sure to check out the description below if you're watching this on YouTube or in the show notes if you're listening to it as a podcast about how you can support the channel and how you can keep all this great content coming. This episode is also supported by the Ramble Ride. Check them out at ramblerides.com. Imagine all the things you love about bikepacking, the challenge of carrying your gear, the amazing remote and scenic routes, and the camaraderie amongst friends at the end of the day. Without the things you dislike about bikepacking, the planning, the logistics, the carrying your food and having to cook, and you have the Ramble Ride. The Ramble Ride is a unique, semi-supported bikepacking experience. We got a chance to ride the Oregon one last year, and it was truly a stunning event. It took us on roads and places that we never knew existed. So if you're looking for a different kind of cycling event that is part challenge and all fun, then definitely check out the Ramble Ride at ramblerides.com. So with all that said, put on your earbuds and enjoy the show. So welcome to the show, Randy Joe from Randy Joe Fabrications. Thank you, Randy, for being on the show. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. I love uh, that your studio space there. It looks really pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we crammed a lot in this little space. Yeah. yeah. My dad built it for us a few years ago. Um, it's like 10 by 22. Wow. Um, got <laughs> five machines in here and a cutting table, shipping that, station. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, for such a compact space, you, you're able to do so much. <laughs> yeah. Lots of Ikea in here. <laughs> <laughs> so... We've, you know, we've kind of interacted uh, over the years, and um, I think the first time we met you was at uh, Bikecraft, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, and what year was that? That was like 2013, 14, or? Oh, God, I think it was 2010, maybe, because okay. we had our son with us, and he was maybe a year, maybe, yeah, maybe a year. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think Laura uh, did a trade um, for... Uh, bike mustache that she was making at the time for a cycling cap. For, for... That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys had a booth right next to us. Yeah. It was a cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is that uh, Laura uh, still loves that cap. Um, uh, her dad's dog took a big bite out of one of the ear, ear parts, <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, she was able to, to sew it back. So uh, almost good as new. And that... that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that, that's a long time ago. Like what's, What's changed? I mean, a lot has changed, but what has changed since then? Like, were you just making caps uh, back then or were you making bags already? And like, what, how has the business grown over time? Yeah, let's see. We, yeah, we definitely started out with caps. Um, 
and even before then, a few years before then, sort of caps. And then um, I think we started making saddle covers after that um, for Brook Saddles, so waterproof covers for those. Um, and then we might have had the mutt bag at that point, um, but it's hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. We did have the mutt. So that was our first bag, the mutt, um, the multi-use tote, just like a tool bag. Um, you can fit on a bottle cage. Um, or you can mount it on your frame or a seat bag. So mm -hmm. It's pretty versatile. Right. <laughs> so like, so the, how long have you been in business now? Well, I think we we're trying to remember, I think it's like 2006 we started, sort of started it. Um, but it's definitely like a, you know, super duper part-time thing. Yeah. <laughs> like we do some shows in San Francisco. We were living in California at the time. Mm hmm um do some shows with caps um and then i started making stuff for rick hunter um and uh yeah then we got a we started a bike shop and so it was half showing sewing shop half bike shop um and then we had our son <laughs> and then we decided that three three big things were too many <laughs> so we had to eliminate one and it wasn't going to be our son yeah so. <laughs> Where was oh, yeah. that? Where was that bike shop? Um, well, we started the bike shop actually here in Elkton, um, and it was like in the tiny downtown area. Um, and we had it there for like six months, and it actually did decent. We we're like, this is not going to happen in the winter time here. <laughs> so we we're like, well, let's move to the next town. So um, we had our bike shop in Cottage Grove. Um, and there wasn't a bike shop there at the time, surprisingly. And it's a town of 10,000 people, so not huge, but definitely in need of a bike shop. So, yeah, we opened one up there and had it for four years. Yeah, and what? it's still going. Our friend owns, owns it now. So What's what's name of the shop? <laughs> uh, Rainy Peak. Okay. Yeah. Which is actually a peak here in Elkton. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that because we shot a scenic bikeway video, and I think we stopped into the shop. I don't know if you if you and Eric still owned it at the time, or if it already had changed hands. Yeah, it may it may have. I'm trying to remember. I think we sold it in 2010. Okay. 2011, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so it, it would have uh, not been you guys. Um, yeah. So does do you still do you still have uh, a mini bike shop now in Elton? Is that is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, when we moved down here, we um, rent a place from a family friend, and it's a great piece of property. It's got 15 acres, and there's a few different outbuildings out here, and um, one of them was an old granary, uh, and so my dad and Eric uh, retrofitted it and turned it into a bike shop, so <laughs> it's really more like hobby slash community service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does, do you guys have, does it have re regular hours or is it kind of a by appointment only? <laughs> well, yeah, we, we used to be like Friday. We had this huge sign on the side of the barn, um, Friday, Saturday or by appointment. And we've since like painted over the Friday, Saturday that's <laughs> by appointment and there's no phone number on it. So people are just like, what? <laughs> nice. But people know we have a sign at the front of our driveway with a number. So low-key but all the locals are like oh yeah just take it to eric he'll fix it <laughs> <laughs> nice so let's talk a little a little bit about the town of elkton because i think that's what's really unique to your story is elkton is not a large place i mean how many people live there <laughs> uh in the city limits there's a home only 180 so um and we're not in the city limits so <laughs> like the surrounding area i'd say there's like probably a thousand people maybe but that's a pretty big area 
So mm-hmm. yeah, super tiny. Mm-hmm. So you and you grew up in Elkton originally, right? Yeah, I grew up here. I'm fifth generation here, so um, long family history here. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what what brought you back? Um. Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew I'd always wanted to move back here. I didn't think it would be this soon. I thought maybe like, oh, maybe I'll retire here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, we had our son and it's just so busy and like having family close by was really important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the lifestyle down here, like um, having our son grow up here just seemed ideal. So yeah, so, yeah <laughs> we ended up moving back here after we had our son sooner than I thought, but it's been great. It's perfect. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, one thing that's uh, I think is fascinating is like you, you know, you produce from like a small town, but you've you've been able to make relationships with other people in the bike industry. Um, I think you were uh, you were making or are still making caps for Rivendell. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did that come about? <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I wish I could really remember. Uh, I know that we met um, Grant. Um, at a, a bike show, Grant and Mark. Um, we did a bike show in um, <laughs> in California. I can't think of the name right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were there too. They had a booth there and Mark was like, we should carry these. And um, <laughs> So I was like, yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Be a dream come true. Yeah. We're like big uh, Rivendell readers back in the day in college. And just obsessed with that style and kind of how we got into it and so yeah it was it was crazy to get to work for them and we still get to work for them and stop by every once in a while so yeah it's pretty cool is that uh how did you uh start doing stuff for uh paul you know that's very 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 recent okay (laughs) yeah We, uh, I think Eric, Eric's family lives in California, so we're always going back and forth through there, and we always go through Chico, and always been obsessed with Paul's stuff, um, so we're just, like, super fanboys, and so Eric stopped in, and I think he got a tour, and he's like, you know, can we do anything for you, <laughs> so yeah. we just sent samples, and, um, and then Paul wore a cap, and he's like, this is the best cap I've ever had, <laughs> we're like, <laughs> what, that's amazing, <laughs> So yeah, put an order in. So yeah, I think they're going to be in their web store soon. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I think another uh, one of the interesting connections is uh, you guys in SimWorks and, you know, you guys have Japanese distribution. Um, Yeah, so wild. (laughs) (laughs) So how did that come about? (laughs) Well, yeah, I think through Rick Hunter, really, um, because he had a relationship with them and then... um, I think he told them about us somehow, or we were down there. He had some of our gear. And so, yeah, Shinya, who is uh, like the godfather yeah. <laughs> up there, um, yeah, he ended up stopping by. One of the first times they stopped by, like, I had just given birth to our daughter, Ko, and she was like two weeks old. And so Shinya and three other people show up um, to our house, and it's like nine o'clock at night. I've got this <laughs> newborn baby, and then it was like, paparazzi they're like <laughs> taking photos of everything and I'm just like oh my god I just gave birth yeah <laughs> but no it's been great and they're so awesome and they come and stay with us um, which is super cool mm-hmm. uh, take them on rides and yeah they've been such a great company to work for yeah yeah um it does it surprise you at all to to be based out of such a small town but have like you know a pretty amazing reach for 
for such a, I don't know, for, for being based in a small town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so wild. Thank God for the internet. I mean, yeah, there's no way I could be doing this and, you know, without the internet, without the website. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, certainly like the bike world, um, the bike family is pretty tight. So yeah. once you get in, I feel like everyone, you know, knows who you are. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it's been amazing and a dream come true. I mean, I've always wanted like, you know, to have a studio, home studio and work from home and like do my own art. And uh, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, like of all the, the products uh, you make, like what, what do you like personally enjoy making the most and like what sells the most? I mean, are, are they the same thing or are they different things? Uh, yeah, they're kind of different things. Yeah. Um, even though I've made like thousands and thousands of caps, I still like really like to make caps, I think. Um but the uh the pocket tender right now is the hot item well so yeah i've been making so many of those yeah (laughs) so many um so the pocket tender pocket tender can you describe it for for people that are listening to yeah it's a it's a bar bag um, stem mounted bag um we start out with the bartender um which is just the the regular bar bag and then um we more recently added a exterior pocket with a, a draw cord, so just more storage space. So um, that's been more popular. Yeah. <laughs> Bartender's still going strong. So yeah. Classic. <laughs> the saddle covers are fun to make too. They're just like a pretty quick make, but they just turn out so nice. They just look so cool. <laughs> I don't know. Love those ones. Yeah, yeah I love them all. <laughs> Is there any uh, product that you hope to make in the future that you guys are still working in, but hasn't, you know, seen the light of the internet yet? Yeah, we've been working on a camera bag for a long time, (laughs) (laughs) like four years, just still haven't quite figured out, you know, how detailed we want it to be, like, you know, we want it to be bar mounted, um, want it to be easy on and off, um, and then just figuring out fabrics, you know. I mean, we're definitely going to do it in wax canvas, but like, you know, what kind of lining and what kind of fastener and so many details into a, a bag like that. And especially with something that's going to carry such uh, expensive equipment. That's <laughs> like, true. We want to make sure it's perfect before like we let anybody put their like four thousand dollar camera into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky because like, you know, uh, people have cameras of all different shapes now you know it used to be yeah. like you could design around like the 35 millimeter slr body but then it's you know it, it runs a whole gamut <laughs> i know it's crazy yeah yeah eric carried a medium format camera across the country so it's like <laughs> medium formats is a tiny point and shoot you know? yeah yeah so yeah that's that's on the table and then uh I really want to make uh, a kid's bag. I've, I've made several for our kids, but like there's nothing really out there for kids, I feel like. Um, you either just like use the stuff that's uh, on the shelf for... So it'd be like a, a child size like handlebar bag or stem bag or something like that? Yeah, and child-friendly where it's, you know, there's not like a draw cord to deal with and okay. then um, like a mesh bottom. So, you know, there's always spills or they're always picking up, you know, treasures. <laughs> <laughs> so like mesh bottom for sure. Easy to um, clean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's coming up too, hopefully. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a two-and-a-half-person operation, so it's hard to keep up with 
uh, you know, keeping inventory wholesale and then, you know, having time to design and uh, produce something new. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. What is the biggest challenge of your business right now? Is it um, just capacity or are you still, you know, having a market a lot to, to get the product out there or is that part been figured no, out? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're like turning down stuff right now, especially like wholesale accounts, um, just to, you know, I, I can only sew so fast <laughs> mm -hmm. and I'm getting faster, but I'm the only person sewing right now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up with demand right yeah. now. So that's our biggest challenge, but like, you know, there's not a big workforce pool here. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have to train oh, Eric. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the next plan. Yeah. All right. You got to sew now. <laughs> I'm ready, mom. I'm ready. <laughs> Um, well, are like, are you, are you happy with the, the size of the business right now? Like, do you have, you know, dreams of expanding it more or is this just like the right size? You know, it'd be cool to, you know, employ maybe one or two more people, but yeah, I don't want it to get too much bigger. Um, I want everything to still be in house and, uh, you know, it's just better quality that way. It feels better and I want to be touching everything and yeah. I still love being behind the sh machine. So yeah. Yeah, um, I can't see like just being, you know, the business manager. I right, couldn't do that. <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. yeah, I think when we uh, first met you, there it felt like it was kind of like this first wave of independent, you know, bike bag, you know, crafters and makers, and the la landscape has changed like so much since then. Yeah, it's wild. Like back to that uh, bike craft show, I remember. Um, North Street was there too, <laughs> and it was just um, him, you know, and he was selling everything at that point, and now he's huge. He's yeah. got like his own, <laughs> you know, it's amazing. So yeah, everyone's had their own little path, and mine's definitely been a slower process. <laughs> We've had kids in the meantime, and yeah, uh, so so yeah, it's super cool. But yeah, there's so many makers right now, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's pretty cool. Do you think if you if you were to start the business now, it would be tougher to to break in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just because there are so many makers, and I'm lucky in that. Yeah, I've been doing it for so long, and I feel like I have so many connections in the industry. So yeah, <laughs> and now like kids these days are so like more savvy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I was struggling, you know, to figure out this interview thing I was like wait what do I need a webcam what <laughs> earbuds what yeah it is crazy like looking back at I mean everything's just so much more sophisticated you know people are you know like in your space learning to sew and then they've got like a fancy looking uh, website right away and like you right? know a super curated you know Instagram um it's just a different different world. <laughs> yeah, yes, it sure is. Yeah, yeah. We try to keep up, but we're still, you know, <laughs> still figuring it out. Yeah, feeling like old people these days. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about uh, riding bikes. Um, it sounded like uh, I listened to the you were on a recent podcast with uh, Ben from Is It Behind the Handlebars podcast. Yeah. And yeah. uh, that's pretty good. So if you guys are listening to this in podcast form, you should check him out. It's a pretty cool interview. Um, but it sounds uh, you and Eric and your dad did a cross-country trip. Can you talk a little bit about that and how 
that maybe kind of influenced the business? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Eric and I um, went to the Evergreen State College in Olympia. Uh, and when we graduated, um, my dad uh, wanted to go do the northern tier uh, cross-country route, the adventure cycling route. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was originally going to be just my dad and I, but then, you know, I had this boyfriend. And so my dad was like, well, you can come too. <laughs> I was like, really? Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we took off on this tour. Um, and Eric was still pretty fresh uh, to bikes at that point. So it was like training <laughs> on the ride kind of. So like, you know, going through Washington, it was a little rough, but you know, by the time we got to Montana, he had his legs, so <laughs> good. <laughs> but yeah, big adventure, took 70 days. Um, yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> was that was that stressful for Eric to, you know, have such like close quarter experience with your dad, like early on in the relationship? <laughs> Totally. I'm sure it was. I mean, I mean was it stressful dad, for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was good. It was like a good like, okay, if, if we can do this, then we're good. Right. Like, we're golden. <laughs> we can get through this. <laughs> but yeah, my dad's like a quiet guy, but he's like a bigger guy. He's like 6'2". He's a builder. He's got a big mustache. So like mm-hmm. a little intimidating. Right. So. <laughs> but he managed. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Now, you know, even to this day, my dad like stopped by the other day. He's like, you got to help me with this chain. I can't get this yeah. chain on. <laughs> All right. So, so is, your, is your dad as into bikes as uh, you and Eric are? Totally. Yeah. He, it's funny. He like keeps us updated really. <laughs> it's like, did you see on so-and-so's blog? Did you see what Cass is now? Did you see this new product? Cool. <laughs> Thanks for keeping us up to date, dad. <laughs> right. That's pretty good. I mean, it sounds like between uh, you, Eric, and your dad, that's a pretty high like bike nerd per capita ratio in Elkton. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good ratio, yeah. We've got my mom on board too. She's just like, oh nice, <laughs> up for it, but not as nerdy as us. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys see many uh, bike tourists come through Elkton? I mean, is it a place that people like ride through? Yeah, surprisingly, there's a fair amount of folks that um, are doing like the coast route, okay. and so they'll pop into Elkton. Um, so that's always exciting to see. Uh, yeah. See some- loaded up bikes every now and then um but yeah not not a ton in the summertime but mostly it's just us with all our weird bikes riding around town (laughs) are there many places to stay in town um there's a more and more there's more airbnbs um there's a super cool one at bradley vineyards just up the road it's just a yurt um and then there's like a another um like river in uh, place by the river obviously right um a lot of time we could really use like a mini hotel or something here yeah uh, would there be like enough riding like let's say someone came out from you know portland for a long weekend like would there be enough like types of bike rides to kind of occupy them yeah for sure it'd probably help like if you wanted to do anything off-road to have a local guide because there's just a ton of like uh logging roads okay better but like you could get lost real easy yeah <laughs> but um actually recently there was like a, a few families that came down from portland and uh crashed on our inner yard and uh did a ride from here to loon lake and it was all on paved back roads 
um, super awesome. It's like 30 miles mm -hmm. um, one way. So cool. yeah, yeah, there's several little rides around here. Was that, was that Bob from Bantam? Yes. Okay, Bob, we know yeah. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny story about Bob. We actually met Bob on that cross country trip. We just randomly ran into him and he rode with us for a few weeks. So, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And yeah, hilarious. Yeah. He was he was on tour as well or did you run into him in Philly? No, he was on tour as well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, on on our big cross country trip back in like 09 we rode through Philly and stayed with, with Bob for uh, a, a couple days, and that's how we first met him. So it's so, funny. so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we were living in Portland, we always looked at Elkton as a like potential place to base camp and do routes. Uh, we never got a chance to do it, but you know, it seemed really ideal in that um, you know, it was small, it was cute. You know, there was fishing close by. And it looked like yeah. there was good access to like off pavement riding. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different routes, especially you know if you can find a local and yeah, <laughs> tell you the the cool routes. But yeah, yeah. I think there's so much potential here, and um, we're the um, there's a Elkton Community Education Center, and they've recently become like a bike friendly stop, and so oh, cool. they've got like a bike stand and all kinds of tools. And um, this summer they are doing a wine about your bike ride, um, and <laughs> it'll only be like up to ten miles, which is pretty super low mileage, but it'll be super fun. There's like five wineries here. In town. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, it's just a good opportunity to mix the two and have people explore the area. It's yeah. pretty special. We're right on the river and yeah, it's beautiful here. <laughs> well, I totally don't think of picture that area as like having wineries. Is that a relatively uh, new new development? No, no, there's been uh, vineyards here since the seventies actually. Um, yeah, and it's a great uh, Pinot um, okay. area. Right. So yeah, perfect yeah. climate and soil, I guess. So right. my mom works <laughs> at the local winery, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I'd love it if like, you know, someone, uh, you know, mapped out some routes from Elton, you know, and kind of linked yeah. it up with the wineries. I think that'd be kind of, you know, we're, we're really into bike tourism. Like that sounds, you know, if you've got wine, good riding, you know, a couple places to stay. I mean, that sounds like a, a fun, like long weekend and fishing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the river's great for swimming too in the summer. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 So much potential here. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to talk it up, but not too much because, you know, yeah, we don't want gentrification here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Once, once the salt and straw opens up, it's over. Right. <laughs> so what do, um, I mean, you, your family has lived there for a while. Uh, so they're probably used to, you know, seeing you guys on, on bikes. What's the general feel of bikes? Is it just like a weird kooky thing or are people into it in town? <laughs> yeah, people, people love seeing us around. I think they're always like, oh, that's so cool. Look at that bike. Um, but there's not a lot of like, you know, bike riders in town. Yeah. We're trying to get a there's been more and more like uh, younger folks moving back. So we're trying to, you know, encourage all of them <laughs> to right. ride more. Like, we'll hook you up with the bike. Come on, go for a ride. So we're working on it. Critical but, mask, yeah. Elton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About 10 riders. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. That's a posse right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah and whenever we have folks visit like simworks folks um yeah we always go on rides so yeah we feel like a posse nice. <laughs> right down <his> taco truck. <laughs> you guys have a six of us you guys have a taco truck we do it's amazing what oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah another reason to come to elkton really super amazing authentic taco truck see if if Gerardo we will hook you up <laughs> if if we had known about that we would have we would have definitely gone there right away <laughs> we're, we're having we're having a tough time finding tacos and or good tacos in missoula if you can believe it or not <laughs> believe that yes yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah it was a dream come true for eric to have the taco truck move in he's like this would be the perfect place if only there was a taco truck that is <laughs> and then it showed up yeah <laughs> that's so good because that's what i say all the time like we love like the access to the trails but there's not like a decent like you know good street taco you know mm -hmm. or like little burrito you can carry in on your bike and go for a ride <laughs> yeah <laughs> <clears throat> We might be we might be moving there soon, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. We've been telling you for you know, last time we saw you guys, we're like small town guys. Where's that? We've got the internet. Okay, all you, internet, fishing, tacos, boom, done. Yeah. <laughs> all here, no snow. What? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, we're gonna reconsider this Missoula thing. <laughs> Subject, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the snow here has been hard, uh, or well, like I've never lived in a place with snow. And I thought, uh, you know, Portland weather was bad, but now everything's put into perspective. It's like, <laughs> I bet. at least you can ride year around here. It's like, you know, yeah, put the bikes away for like four months of the year, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. I have a friend in Bozeman and she sent me a photo recently. She's like, happy spring. And it was like snow. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I shouldn't send you my view. Yeah. <laughs> Super blue sky, green grass. Yeah. So is there anything you miss about living in a bigger place like on occasion do you ever go ah oh, you know i wish that we could do that or that was here or are you pretty like content with with this with elton yeah i'm mostly content i guess the main thing i miss is like not having a commute to work <laughs> <laughs> like i could like do some like loop we have like a mile long uh like trail that eric built in our backyard yeah <laughs> so i guess i could like do a few laps back there before i yeah walking but yeah it's 20 steps out my door that's the main thing i miss like city riding too is pretty fun mm -hmm. miss that but we try to like bring our bikes up to eugene every now and then and ride around there try to feel like city folk again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the most part yeah everything's great here yeah yeah cool yeah, like uh, we're we're adjusting to living in Missoula because I mean it's 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 a good sized city for you know uh, for Montana, but it does it's just small enough or smaller than other places we've lived. That's like oh you know there's you can't get everything you know right away. Um, Amazon right. Prime takes a day longer here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely two day here. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, we have to drive 45 minutes to get to groceries. So yeah, we're doing a lot of driving here. Yeah. So that is a little bit of a downfall. Yeah. But yeah, trade-offs. How, how, how do you deal with uh, shipping with the business? Do you have to drive into town or to another town to ship stuff off? Or is your post 
Does your post no, office yeah. have capacity? Luckily, we still have a post office here. I know okay. uh, years back there was like, you know, rumor they might have to shut it down, but I think we might be helping keep the post office open. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Postmaster Rita's like, oh, so happy to see all your packages. Yeah. <laughs> keep them coming. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it used to be that. Um, they didn't even have a meter there, so it's all like stamps. Oh wow! Um, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you know, now we print everything here, so she doesn't even have to do any work. But uh, yeah, yeah, back in the day, just yeah. stamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what's been the biggest surprise uh, in terms of running the business over the last couple of years? Um. Yeah, I guess just like growth. I mean, yeah, being out here. Um, you know, sometimes you feel a little isolated from the rest of the world and like, how do people know who we are? Where are they finding us? <laughs> That's always a surprise still every day. Like, mm -hmm. who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's been the biggest, and we're always so happy to still be doing what we're doing, and uh, people are still loving our stuff. So yeah. How, how do way. how do people people find you guys? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Word of mouth. Yeah. Do you have any sense of why people are attracted to your products? Um. Yeah, I think quality and uh, simplicity. Um, I think, yeah, just super functional, handsome looking stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're, it's really important for us to, you know, appreciate all our customers. So, uh, you know, everyone gets a handwritten note uh, and we package everything really nice. So, mm -hmm. yeah, just really appreciate our customers. So, I think that might be part of it too. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally respect the handwritten handwritten note part. Uh, we sold some patches, and they sold out in like twenty four hours. And I was like, I was committed to writing handwritten notes, uh, but there were like eighty of them to write. And I was like, holy I crap! <laughs> like maybe I'll just get a giant stamp that looks like it's handwritten. <laughs> we're waiting for the kids' handwriting to get a little better, and then just pass that job off to them. Oh, that'd be <laughs> okay, so cute! Write the notes today. You just like, you know, do like uh, finger paints and have them go bam, bam. <laughs> Handmade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely for our wholesale customers, we're like, all right, you guys have any cool art we can tape to the outside of the box? Let's see it. So, yeah. yeah. They get their part. It's fun. Yeah. Nice. So where do you, uh, I guess, where do you hope to, to take the business in the next couple of years? Is it just to maintain or any more growth or what are you thinking? Yeah, we're hoping to grow a little bit. We have a part-time um, gal right now that works for us, and so we're hoping, you know, to have her um, go a little more, come in a little more often, and then, yeah, get Eric on the machines um, will help uh, relieve some of my workload. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'd like to grow. But right now it's like, you know, we can't get too many more people in here either. So. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, set up tents outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so it sounds like um, you know, you and Eric were were pretty into the Rivendell stuff. Like when how did you first discover Rivendell? Yeah, we were we were in college, um, and I think maybe I had gotten a reader my dad may have been subscribing to them actually at that point. But um, I may have gotten them from a friend, but yeah, 
just obsessed with the readers. Um, and then I had a group of friends who were bike mechanics or just into bikes. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Back in college, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 2000 through 2004. What, what is it about, um, I guess the Rivendell brand that, that spoke to you? Yeah, just, you know, it's, it's not racing, um, just casual riding and, um, natural fibers, like super into wool. Um, Mm-hmm. I've always been obsessed with uh, fabrics and, you know, never been satisfied with anything polyester. <laughs> Trying yeah. to stay as far away as possible from it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, seeing that um, uh, and not just, you know, the stuff you'd find in the stores that is just, you know, Lycra and it's just nice to see. Right. <laughs> the other side, the bike industry that was like, I get it. I get it. This is me. This yeah. isn't, you know. So was that then like kind of like a big, was that an influence on your aesthetic and like the products you decide to make? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We saw their stuff and yeah, just saw potential for, you know, our own spin on it and, uh, you know, products that we could make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how big is, uh, your, your guys' uh, bike fleet right now? Oh God. <laughs> 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 Um, we have like a whole bike room, like a bike, sh- one of the outbuildings is just like our bike storage. <laughs> We've got two different cargo bikes from Rick Hunter and then three other Hunters and three other Surleys and <laughs> I don't know, 10 or 12, triple, yeah, <laughs> I lost count, Pugsley's, Eric just picked up a Wednesday yesterday. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> It's a business expense, right? That's right. Yeah. Like I'm selling one bike to get this one. All right. Nice. That sounds like a respectable stable. I'm glad you think so. I mean, for yeah, for a small town like Elton, that is definitely like a, a nice collection of bikes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Between us and my parents, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> you guys could start the El- Elkton Bike Museum. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a parade every year. So we're always like trying to get all the wacky bikes out in the parade. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, there's always something funny going on. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for uh, taking the time and uh, talking with us today. And if you guys have any other questions, uh, uh, about uh, the bags that Randy makes. Uh, leave those in the comments below. I'll try to get her to answer them. And thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. So thanks again for listening to the show. And if you guys could do me one small favor, even if you can't contribute financially, that's fine. But if you discovered the show via iTunes, uh, go to your podcasting app, rate it, review it, help the show get discovered so we can increase the reach and share the bike you love. And until next time, keep the supple side down.